0: Surprise, Simply Trade listeners. Every Sunday, we're going to spice things up with a shot of adrenaline pumping news. We know you come to Simply Trade for top-notch education and insight and knowledge straight from trade professionals, but let's face it, the world never stops spinning and things happen every week that affect our daily lives. So we're bringing you the biggest stories in the trade world, served up fresh and hot with a side of entertainment from your favorite hosts. Andy and Lalo. I'm Anik and I'll be moderating this news show. So let's get it all started. Hi, our trade friends. Um, We are back with another podcast episode of A News Roundup. This week, we have some fun topics for you guys that I picked um, from our social media. On LinkedIn, we usually post them. And so we have some fun stuff to discuss. I'm your moderator, Anik, and I'm here with Lalo and Andy. And we're excited to get in some, hopefully, no trouble Um, So let's get it started. Um, So this first article I had picked out was Russia fuels U.S. prosecutor hiring for tough-to-find export cases. I had to read that um, title twice because I was like, wait, what? Um, So basically, it's talking about um, everything that's going on with Russia. And so they're hiring U.S. prosecutors to kind of Figure out if what's happening in the exporting industry.
1: Well, and right off the bat, I mean, we've talked about this on some things, and this is just make sure that you are vetting the parties that you're doing business with, and and uh, finding out if you are selling goods, selling goods to folks in Russia or th- that are from Russia. You better check out to see what's going on, and and because you know U.S. goods. Are not to be, you know, uh, winding up in Russia on some of these things and and whatnot with the sanctions. So, uh, the uh, they've expanded the sanction list uh, to include more of the oligarchs and uh, and folks. So that just means people that are on that list and companies that they're associated with. You better do your due diligence and make sure that you're vetting that through the denied parties, restricted party screening and those kinds of things.
2: Right. And and what I saw was um, I was I read um, part of the article. One of the things that I read that stood out for me was that um, they're getting um, the government gets a little bit of a they mentioned something about having corporate buy in, you know, basically why are corporations not buying into this. And so that, that, that part stood out for me only because, um, you know, we're a training company and that, that, the buy-in is that, you know, you train your people. And so, um, I, I suppose, I guess the takeaway here for, on my part will be, um, you know, even though it is a hassle to have to, it's, it's hard enough to export now, or, or or import, but in this case, we're talking about exports. It's hard enough to keep up with that and the demands and yeah. and uh, the terms and how are you going to satisfy your customer abroad, etc. You know, now you need to worry about who you're selling to, not only who you're selling to, but where or how are they going to use that product, right? So, so th- th- you need to figure out how they're going to use it. And or if your customer is actually selling it to somebody else, you know, and so you, you're you responsible for that as well.
0: Well, how easy is it to like do such a blacklisting, blacklisted um, export, I guess, or, you know, when there's sanctions, like how, how easy it is to actually um, kind of go against that and just go through with the thing, take their money and no one catches it ever. Like. Was that easier before these US prosecutors were hired or will that now be harder or what what's the deal?
1: Well, well, I know your your scenario of what you're doing in international business. So as you're conducting business transactions internationally, it doesn't matter you could be dealing with somebody in Canada and yet, they then have connections to somebody in Russia or whatever. In this particular case, here's where it's going: is that you're, you should be setting up things again to vet your vendors, vet your clients.
0: Yeah. So the next one we have is um, reports of double brokering increases. So what it says is double brokering when a carrier accepts a load and then illegally rebrokers it to another carrier. Is on the rise, so costing brokers and carriers millions of dollars and hurting legitimate businesses. So, how can people protect themselves from these scams, from the double brokering scams? Or how does how does this even so how does this even come at hand? I know obviously compliance. We always talk about compliance is a huge thing, and like that's how you definitely know what you're doing, and you can kind of catch those things. But like, I mean, um, how can you get away with that? Or Kind of protect
2: yourself from those. Well, I think for the most part, it's not necessarily a scam per se. It's it's more like just um, business practices that people do. You know, it's kind of like you hire this guy to paint your house and he'll go and hire somebody else to 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 do the painting, even though he's not doing the painting. Only because he's busy with other work. You know what I mean? So that's what these guys are doing or not, uh, they, these companies are doing. They they, they hire the, a company can hire a carrier to carry your stuff from point A to point B. That carrier will turn around and hire another carrier to do it because they're busy doing other stuff for one. Um, okay. And secondly, that second that second carrier may or may not be fully registered or, or fully compliant. And so, but nobody knows that he's the one that's carrying it because they think it's the original guy that's carrying it.
0: And that's what they were saying. Yeah, that's what they were saying. But they were also saying that things get, you know, things get lost or because nothing happens if it, if it all goes right. But if it goes wrong, which they were saying, there's lots of money that's at cost here. Um, You know, lots of goes wrong. And they're saying that it hasn't really been investigated since 2012 that they have found a lot of cases but nothing has been like deeply investigated so i'm wondering why are they not investigating this like there's millions of dollars at stake with these kind of things like why is this not talked about deep deeper or you know
1: but those companies that are on top of their In this case, the transportation, um, as well as then, you know, from an compliance, if you're crossing the border and all that, here here's something that comes into play. It's the sourcing, the uh, the the transportation slash logistics, and the uh, import export compliance. If they are working together, then you also need to look at your accounts payable because that's where these invoices are going to come into play. And there's certain things that check out. If there's a question, you throw that that one to the side and you process what you can and then you go from there. Here's, here's what comes into play. You um, have your list of approved vendors. And if an invoice comes in for somebody else, it's like, well, no, wait a minute. Where did that come from? And you hold it up. You don't just rubber stamp this stuff. And that's where it comes into play, and you've got to check things out. Another thing is, especially when it comes to uh, where they're saying they may be, let's say, driving across the border or whatever like that, you need to be using your ACE reports to make sure somebody's not tendering uh, entries uh, on your behalf uh, for, for other things, as well as, in other words, here's a broker. You, know, my broker is ABC Company, and now here's XYZ Brokerage Company, and I'm talking customs broker. Where'd that come from? Also, if there are, if you're especially if you're a carrier, but if there are, you're getting bills for in bond transfers or ITs and T&Es and things of that nature on a truck and it's hitting your bond or or your EIN numbers being listed and things of that nature. That's another way to, to look at it and, and the red flag goes up and say, what's going on here? So things like that need to come into play. Doing it piecemeal, it looks like, well, it's not going to be an exorbitant amount. They don't want to bring attention to it. Oh, it's only $50. It's only a, you know $200 or whatever the case may be. And you get enough of those. And once they get one going, then they'll throw in a few more. So all of a sudden, oh, this must be a carrier that has not been added to the
2: list. If in doubt, check it out It's what I always say. Exactly, yeah. And it kind of goes back to – it kind of goes back also to – one of the previous articles we had—I don't know if it was last week or the week before—on cargo theft. It makes it a lot easier to steal your stuff because you don't know who's carrying your stuff. You know, well, actually, you think you know who's carrying your stuff, but they're not. You know, so anyway, but but yeah, um, just thought I'd throw that in a detail in. So, um, but like Andy said, just uh, vetting everybody and having someone within your department that is very. I, I don't want to use the word I want to use, but a very diligent on on um, checking everything, you know, the carriers, yeah. the brokers, et cetera. So anyway, so.
0: Yeah, I guess okay. the whole industry even is a full, like you have to pay attention to every little detail or you're kind mm-hmm. of um, screwed at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. Well, our last article is a little more a sunny, I would say, on the sunny side. Um, though I don't think Idaho is very sunny, but (laughs) um, so in Idaho, they're helping small businesses basically exporting globally, which is very nice. So the article says that the State Department of Commerce helps businesses reach new markets, and they're having these um, sort of I don't even know. I don't know what they call them in here. They just call it like meetings and it's for local businesses and it's basically encouraging them to export. And they have made, this is crazy, nearly 90% of Idaho's 3.8 billion worth of exports come from small businesses. So all this is kind of for small businesses. And I think it's a great thing. I think it's something that I don't know, more futuristic or, um, that can really bring up small businesses and healthy small business owners, business owners. Um, so there's a few questions that I have towards that. Um, is this something other States could be doing, especially helping small businesses grow? Like I know where I, well, where where we're from, Lalo's from there too. Um, there's a lots of small businesses and, um, Okay, El Paso is not – I'm not sure about export, but I guess to Mexico and stuff, it, it's a good – would be a good deal. So is this something that other states could be doing or helping small businesses do? Or where would this lead? Or what do you guys think about that?
1: Well, I can tell you that almost all the states do have things like this. And and it's – what it is is that you have the U.S. Commercial Services, which is the the Fed level – that is very active, usually with chambers of commerce in re- different regions. And <clears throat> you're right. Small businesses are uh, really big on, you know, exporting goods and, and stimulating trade and all that. That's one of the things I used to do is travel around the world, helping American businesses to stimulate trade uh, with uh, uh, other companies internationally. But that said, um, it's definitely a positive, uh, if your area is not involved in some of those kinds of things, then you need to be looking to your chamber. And I'll bet asking the question because it's just one of those things most people may not be aware of.
0: What I do thought, of, I, I did think about this one is as your business grows, meaning you want to go global, that's what the whole goal is here. I was thinking, I mean... There's a lots of compliance issues and a pa- new paperwork and all that comes, right? Um, so what can they do? I mean, we're always going back to compliance, but guys, this is just the foundation of it all. You know, you have to go to kindergarten before you go to, I don't know, another school. Um, so Lala, I wanted to ask you, where do these businesses, where can they begin if they start to go global? Like what what should they start with?
2: Right. Well, aside from the obvious, is to take training from us. But obviously, when they take training from us, um, they are already in the process of exporting. You still need to do a lot of setup, and when they do that, um, what I've seen that have been very helpful. And like Andy said, at the local level or regional level, there's the SBA that can try to help you, the Small Business Administration. Um, There's also uh, groups like like within the deck, which are called the District uh, Export. Console, console, yeah, console. Um, they they tend to help you, but in connection to to what we're talking about, um, you know, you, the, the, you you as a business need to reach out because sometimes you just don't know. That these exist. If you're looking at expanding in there
1: internationally or <clears throat> taking advantage of that, we've we've done a couple of podcasts. Go back and, and you can look at that again for a little bit more detail that we go in and cover that <clears throat> and some of the things you need to do. But again, that's one that it should be a collaborative effort. Of you know your your executive leadership should be looking at things, your marketing, your your sourcing, again your transportation, your compliance uh and all of that and and work collectively and collaboratively with again the u s commercial service the uh, the different efforts and uh, and again, there should be and could be uh, even from a tax uh, accounting and and uh, and accounting departments areas where you could take advantage of maybe some programs that will avoid taxes and uh and get some grants and all that to move that forward. Hopefully it'll create yeah. some jobs for you too.
0: Yeah. And I think if people are struggling with that, especially our small businesses, I'm I'm talking about small businesses here because I know bigger corporation, they probably got it more together. Um that it, community is probably the most important part, just asking other um, businesses or getting connected with a compliance company, getting connected you know with all these different people that you said and that's also what we're basing off um, a lot of things that we're trying to create a community for international trade professionals um actually which We just want people to connect with each other, be more free about what they're struggling with, um, see if other people have the same problems, kind of answer their problems, talk to other experts that can maybe answer their questions. And uh, I I don't want to advertise on here actually too much right now, but um, it's just something to think about. And I think it could help. I mean, anywhere, right? We have in school, we have those kind of communities and it's just something that can help anyone. So... Okay, these were the three articles. I think they were pretty good coverage.
1: I was just going to say one of the things, I mentioned it earlier on, the, on our first article, but I mean, this is a hot button right now. And it would be well worth it if you, especially, uh, it would appear to be that the person that was leaking the government documents uh, is only 21, 22 years old. And any of your folks, it'd be worth it to go back through. Again, it seems to be innocent that they didn't think it would be that big of a deal. You got to reemphasize to your workforce to cover your policies regarding how to handle your company information and things of that nature. And if you are a DOD, you know, a vendor, Department of Defense vendor, or whatever, you better make sure you're really locked down even more so on things. It'd be well worth it.
0: This week, one of those days was National Beer Day, and there was an article which disclosed that in the five years since Section Two Thirty Two tariffs on aluminum, aluminum were imposed, the American beverage industry has paid more than one point eight nine three billion in taxes. So that is a humongous amount of taxes, I would say, um, for all the beer drinkers or yeah
1: so it's it's a, a 1.9 billion added tariffs there, so that's yeah it's increased the <laughs> uh, the uh, the rate on uh, on uh, foreign beer that's which right. probably
0: makes it more expensive, right, which would make it more expensive oh, yeah. basically.
2: Oh yeah yeah, oh yeah oh. <laughs> that's what we pay more for beer.
0: <laughs> well, let's let's skip to tequila then just kidding
2: <laughs> yeah that comes in bottles.
0: <laughs> um, that's all I have to say to that. Uh, that's my little fact. Uh, I didn't find any uh, great facts this week, but I mean, This is a good one, right? This will do. So, okay. We are finished with our roundup, which was very exciting. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Lalo. Um, As always, like, subscribe, comment, give us tips, and follow us. Uh, Thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next week again. Bye.
2: Simply Trade is not a law firm or an advisor. The topics and discussions conducted by Simply Trade hosts and guests should not be considered and is not intended to substitute legal advice. You should seek appropriate counsel for your own situation. These conversations and information are directed towards listeners in the United States for informational, educational, entertainment purposes only and should not be substituted for legal advice. No listener or viewer of this podcast should act or refrain from acting on the basis of information on this podcast without first seeking legal advice from counsel. Information on this podcast may not be up to date depending on the time of publishing and the time of viewership. The content of this posting is provided as is. No representations are made that the content is error free. The views expressed in or through this podcast are those of the individual speakers, not those of their respective employers or Global Training Center as a whole. All liability with respect to actions taken or not taken based on the contents of this podcast are hereby expressly disclaimed.